Welcome to the FBA Profits Show with your hosts Subi and Leland. Did you know about 27 million Americans are in the midst of starting or running their own business? Are you one of them? Hi, welcome to FBA Profits. My name is Leland. I'm Zuby. Hi, Zuby. So, first quarter. <laughs> one of these times we should just let the whole thing flow as right? we go into this. Non-scripted. No, you're going to talk. No, you're going to talk. It's good stuff. It's like we got nothing to do, right? We're just sort of right? kicking back, cracking jokes. You're golfing all the time now. There's just, it's, it's slow, right? We're in the it first is. quarter for retail and Amazon, yes. fulfillment by Amazon, and it's slow. Real slow. It is. I know it somebody is. who works in one of the warehouses, and they're sending people home on a regular basis because that fulfillment center's not got any shipments some days, which is hard to believe. The grocery side, I heard, is bonkers. Like people are ordering groceries like crazy, but for just regular orders. So if you're doing FBA, should you panic? Should you pivot? Should you sell? Should you run for cover? Go get a day job? Yes, get out of Amazon and go drop, you know, Get rid of all your investment and just go do something else. Exactly. No, 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 no. Well, no. maybe you should move everything to Walmart now because they're doing this stuff too, right? Forget Amazon. Oh, yeah. There has been. It's over with. They're done for. Yeah, no. Walmart okay. is, is is definitely a very distant second. So no. But yeah, sa- sales are definitely slow. Well, uh, this is are- seasonal. This is normal, right? And even in regular retail, right? You come out of the holidays, brick and mortar retail, they're January with it's, we've talked about it. This is one of the other podcasts. It becomes the time to ingest the returns. So if you haven't got a lot of returns, you did something right, but it doesn't mean you're going to have sales to replace those returns. But, but, you know, sales are slow, but they're slow relative to last quarter. Right. Um, They're slow relative to the Christmas buying uh, spree. Um, They might not necessarily be slow for the end, for for the time of the year. Um, Right. And that's what, you know, we, we've talked about the Q4 hangover and we've talked about how, you know, first quarter is usually a really rough quarter in the sense that you're so, you're getting that, that dopamine rush of getting all those sales, you know, ding, 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 ding on your seller central, on your seller app on a regular, but every few minutes you're getting new sales um, in December and November. But now it's just like, uh, it's been an hour and a half and I haven't gotten a sale. It, it starts, you know, the clouds start coming on and you start feeling depressed and you start, what's going on? Why am I not getting sales? But that's normal. That is, it's, it's very important for, for us to make sure that we uh, gauge whether or not the business is doing well and we're getting sufficient sales, not based on what it was doing last month, which was, or last quarter, but what it was doing last year this time. Year over year sales is a lot more important done quarter over quarter or month over month sales. Yeah. And we're talking Um, to a lot of people who are new to this. So this might be their first, you know, Q1 where they see this dramatic drop off and not know what's coming. When is it coming? And there are other factors to play it too. I mean, maybe this is a weaker quarter. If you, what you're saying is compare your January, 2021 to your January of 2020 or 2019. But I, also I, there's I, other factors of what you have in your inventory, right? What did you do? Was there, did you do something different 
in your strategy going into Q4? And, you know, did you actually prepare for after Q4 or were you just happy to go after those secret uh, end of year items? And uh, yeah, so it's, you you won't have sales if you don't have inventory. It's just, it's that, it's that simple. And um, a lot of people, January usually, um, and I haven't figured out how to fix this problem myself, um, you know, completely, but January usually is one of the slowest months because of the fact that you have so much inventory in, in Amazon for Q4 and you get so much sales uh, during Q4. And then, you know, come end of December, Amazon is holding to a huge chunk of your cash mm-hmm. because of all those sales and they're not going to release it for two weeks, three weeks until they know that you're not going to get the returns and you're, you know, that all of that stuff is taken care of. So you don't have nearly as much capital to purchase inventory and resend it in. And when you do get that capital back, it takes a few weeks to get to purchase the inventory and send it in. So January usually is going to be slow. Um, it's not necessarily the slowest month of the year, but it's going to be slow. February is usually yes. two to three days lower, uh, uh, has lower. two or three days lower, yeah, two or yeah. three days less than yeah. any other month. So you're, you know, just just naturally you're going to have less sales because you have less, you know, two or three days less sales in the books. So it's it's important not to panic over it. It's important not to, to keep things into perspective. Um I've also, I've talked to a lot of, uh, especially our newer clients, um, and and a lot of them are coming to us from other, already having tried other coaching platforms and have already having tried, you know, other strategies. And there's a there's a prevalent strategy out there that uh, some of the coaches are using or some of the platforms are using where. Um, and it's, it's a safe and secure strategy, but that it basically tells people to go ahead and diversify mm-hmm. your catalog as much as possible. So you buy two or three units of any one inventory and times 100, you know, 100 different items in your inventory. It's a safe strategy, but you're not going to get much sales out of that mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, when those, you're only going to get anywhere from you know, five to 35% of your uh, inventory is going to have the buy box at any given time. So depending on, you know, which ones have the buy box, as soon as yours gets on the buy box, it's going to sell out real fast and you're not going to get any more sales. And you have to wait for that other 95 p- products to reach a point where you get the buy box for. Um, well, so if- also a diversification strategy, whether you're doing inventory on, you know, uh, what we, what you're selling or stock, there's a great deal of time that goes into making sure, are you truly diversified? Are these truly distinct? And then being able to manage that. There's a lot of time. I, you mentioned this and I'm thinking you budget for this, right? You're going to have, you know, you have a strong end of year, you budget for the weaker months that are coming, but then you also strategize with those dollars too. So you make sure you know, hey, this is what I need to keep things going to pay for inventory lab or the repricer and all of that kind of good stuff. You're your costs and your expenses, but then also you're preparing for what comes back on, right? And this is where the knowing of going through a February, a March and an April, knowing as that swings back up, what may be the thing that, you know, um, sparks the sales again for you, as opposed to, I don't know, to me, the diversification seems like there's actually going to be more risk because you're managing more touch points. And then if 
you don't, not everything's going to sell. You're diversified. So there's going to be some things that are counter. Now you have inventory that's sitting there and now you got to play the game that we've talked about before in previous podcasts, which is the inventory management, the storage fees. Do I pull it back? Do I sell it at these other places? I, I can't believe that other platforms are relying on that as a strategy for these months. It's it's a it's an overall strategy. I don't think it's that they're relying on it on for any specific months. I think they're being very ultra conservative when it comes to their um, their coaching or their suggestion uh, mm-hmm. training for for new um, new clients. Um, for me, it's um, I had this discussion recently with one of our new uh, clients, new coaching clients. Um, for me being in this business, there is a certain level of um, excitement, a certain level of uh, dopamine rush uh, that comes with seeing sales, mm-hmm. especially when you're first starting out, especially when you're, you know, you, you, you work hard to find the profitable products, you, you, you get them and send them in and they get listed on your account. And then you start getting some sales and, you know, it, it pumps you up. It motivates you. It, you want that momentum, that motivation momentum to continue. If you have three units of a hundred different SKUs, there will never be that momentum or mm-hmm. very li- there, It's not likely that you're going to continue having that momentum because you're going to have sales of six items or 10 items one day, and then three days of no sales. That is extremely dissuading. It, 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 it causes you to, lose faith in yourself and lose that, that, that amazing feeling of, Hey, this is amazing. This is great. I'm going to keep going. And the, the motivation that comes with it, the, the joy, the happiness that comes with it and, and the rush that comes with it, where you're just, you know, you want to spend whatever available minutes you have in the day working on your business because you're seeing the results immediately. Whereas, so if you have two or three units of a bunch of different products and you, you get some sales today and then it, there's no sales for a week, you know, there are better things to do. There, you, you just, you, you, you don't, you lose that factor. So our, our, our coaching strategy has always been, and I think we've talked about this. Um, there's a, there, you know, we recommend at least between 12 to 20 units at a time. Um, we, we, uh, are huge proponents of the flywheel approach uh, where you want to make sure that you have inventory that in your Amazon account, inventory that is being distributed in different uh, FCs on Amazon, inventory in the prep center, um, and inventory that you have ordered. And and on each of those pegs, as long as the inventory is selling on Amazon, you want to have inventory in each of those pegs or each of those uh, flywheel area. So it's, it's important that, um, and for us, that, that, that makes sense because of years of experience. And we've seen that when, when you ha- when you find a really profitable product, it's not going to last forever. Um, Amazon, I mean, there are hundreds of software programs out there scraping every single ASIN on Amazon. Um, and eventually people are going to find this product and they're going to start buying it. And it, the more sellers, the lower the price comes until it's no longer profitable. So while you have access to it and while it's profitable, you want to maximize that return. And then as soon as you see that somebody came in under you and it's no longer profitable, then you turn off the spigot on the buy side. You know, you no longer order anymore and you wait. All of these products go and hit your inventory and they're there. Now it becomes a long tail inventory and it sits there waiting until whoever undercut you is done and the price comes back up. And once it comes back up and starts selling for you again, 
you turn on the spigot again and start the whole process one more time. So the, 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 the point be, here being that there are many different factors why sales might be slow. Uh, one is just a perception where you're comparing it to a, a time of the year where it was just amazing. And now we're back to reality. Uh, it could be the fact that there are certain months that are just, they have less days. Um, it could be that um, you don't have in, enough inventory in there because you didn't have enough capital because Amazon kept a lot of your money uh, from your sales in Q4. And it could be that you have diversified too widely. You're too thin on all of your products. So, um, you know, and, and there's, I'm sure, a hundred other reasons that it could be, but sales are not necessarily slow this month compared to this month last year. And that's how you need to look at it. If you see that January 2020 was, you had sales of X and January 2021, your sales is 50% of X, then there's an issue. Then you have to dig deep and find out why are you only having half, you know, your sales dropped by 50%. Um, On that point, March is probably going to be that. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be at least for, for us. I'm, I'm I'm estimating that March my sales are going to be year over year from March of last year to March of this year, seventy to eighty percent less uh, because March of last year was insane. It was the most the the, the most <laughs> sales I've ever had uh, for any given month was in March of last year because of COVID. Yeah, special uh, so, circumstances due to the world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm not expecting to even come close to what I did in sales in March of last year, this year, but I have a projection based on two years ago, uh, Mm -hmm. what, what, what we did. So, you know, it's good to have that, those projections. It's a good to have that number in in your head to make sure that, uh, or on paper to make sure that you're matching it accurately. And if there's outliers like last March and last April, those outliers, you should set them aside. Um, don't compare them to your current data. Yep. And it's good to, to remind those who are new to this process that if this is your first December, January, March, take note of it, survive it, get through it, and then remember it as we get into October, November, that in 30, 60, 90 days, you'll want to know what those numbers were and what are you doing that worked last time well and what can you do differently this time through that that period of time. And I'm glad we brought this up. You, you, I appreciate the extra details on the flywheel approach versus being diversified. I think that was a, a bonus aspect of us sitting down and talking. So that's yeah, awesome. It's something that we talk to our, our clients about a lot, but it's, it's definitely good to, to discuss it on, uh, it was on the, the secret videos. sauce. You weren't supposed to talk about that. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Just joking. Anything else on uh, not pulling the plug, not running for cover, not burning the boats and you know, think, going I to war. I think we're good, right? I think we're good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we're definitely good. Appreciate Thank the you, time. Mike. You got it. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to FB of Profits. Visit us at our website www.fbaprofits.us for more details, like our Facebook group and Twitter for timely news and events.